Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Oh boy, do I got a show for you today. I'm telling you, Armacost, producer Joe. By the way, how are you today? You doing uh, all right? Man, I don't have anything witty to say, but yeah, man, I'm cool. Good. <laughs> Good. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes silence is golden yeah. because we have the best sources ever. Uh, just a fantastic show. Don't go anywhere. I promise this one is going to blow your mind. Um, all right, let's just get right to it. Today's show, I'm, I'm really stoked. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at Filter By. According to the CDC, about 7 million people are getting hit with the flu this year. Many think getting sick has to do with the cold. That's actually false. We get sick because we spend more time inside, exposed to higher concentrations of airborne pollutants, including cold and flu viruses. If you want to improve your chances, this cold and flu season, start by improving the quality of of your air with our buddies at FilterBuy. These are the best air filters out there. America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. This is one of these things we kick the can down the road a lot. We forget to change our filters. You're going to ruin your system, ruin your air quality. Go to your computer, order yours today, even if you don't need them right this second. Sign up for auto delivery and you'll save 5% off your order. We all need air filters. Why not go with companies that uh, want to be here and talk to you? They have over 600 different filter sizes, including custom options that ship free within 24 hours, manufactured right here in America. Save time, save money. Give yourself an edge over the cold and flu this season. Go to filterby.com. That's filterbuy.com. Filterby.com for your air filters. Change them out and tell them Dan Bongino sent you. Thank you very much. All right. Before we get to the mind-blowing story, this is so good. I'm sorry. I'm excited. No ringworm today, right? No ringworm. No, no. Although the ringworm thing was glad. The ringworm. We got more feedback on the ringworm segment yesterday from uh, Alexandria Casio Cortez. Big massive outbreak of ringworm in Alabama, apparently. Uh, just a quick note. Beckett Adams has a piece up in the Washington Examiner. He's uh, not a big fan of mine, but uh, you know I don't care. Listen, good content's good content, whatever. Uh, so uh, he has a good piece up in the Washington Examiner today about how uh, all of a sudden selectively edited videos don't matter anymore. Oh. Uh, remember, Joe, we talked about the Planned Parenthood thing yeah. yesterday. How, the, in case you missed this story, folks, remember those devastating, awful Planned Parenthood videos mm-hmm. where the, the people working with or affiliated with Planned Parenthood were caught on tape talking about getting money for uh, the, the body parts of, I mean, it's re- it's horrible to even talk about, but right. this is the sad reality of what the abortion industry has become for the body parts of the, of these, uh, of these children. Now that case went to court because Texas wanted to withhold funds, state funds from Planned Parenthood. The case wound up going to the fifth circuit court in that fifth circuit court. Texas used as one of its things, the video. And the, of course, the video, the, the authenticity of the videos came up in court. You tracking me, folks? Yep. Texas wants to withhold money from Planned Parenthood, alleging Planned Parenthood's involved in this uh, in this scheme to to sell parts. Right. Uh, it, it was a it's a really disgusting scheme. Biological body uh, part. Yes, shop. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, which is gross. So the videos were used. Now the media had run with this story because they're not. The journalism isn't serious anymore. No one should take it seriously. Everybody should immediately assume all these stories are false until proved otherwise, because most of them, the bombshells are. The media report, oh, these videos were selectively edited. Well, what came out in court is that they were not selectively edited, that there were no significant omissions that Planned Parenthood or, or additions, by the way, that Planned Parenthood could point to indicating that the videos of this trafficking in body parts was, in fact, not accurate. None. So, of course, that received almost no media coverage at all because it reflects on the abortion industry what it actually is. Mm. So, Joe, just to be clear, Mm -hmm. 
A court determined that these Planned Parenthood videos were not selectively edited, yet the media is largely still sticking to their story that they were edited. Now we have this story about the Covington kids where it's clear as day that if all you had to do was watch the whole two-hour video and you would have seen the story about these Covington kids in Washington uh, being confronted uh, by Nathan Phillips, who now has been called out on, on service in Vietnam that didn't exist. He said he served in Vietnam. He apparently did not. So he confronts these kids. If you would have seen the whole video, you would have seen it. But a selective edit, Joe, which made it appear that these Covington kids, in fact, had confronted Nathan Phillips. That was an actual selective edit. And then the media ran with that story, notably leaving out that that video was selectively edited. Mm. What I'm trying to say here is journalism is dead. As I said yesterday, you're on your own. Bury it. It's over. The media is not interested in facts, data, They are interested in storytelling and narratives. Do yourself a big favor to avoid embarrassment and take everything you see in the mainstream media with a grain of salt. Selectively edited videos mattered when they weren't selectively edited for Planned Parenthood. Actual selectively edited videos didn't matter when it, of course, painted a bunch of kids wearing MAGA hats in a bad light. It was a good pickup by Adams in this Washington Examiner piece. I hadn't actually thought to make the connection, but good pickup. And, uh, and and worth your time to check it out. All right. Uh, I have uh, I have just, a, you know, I have to thank my sources on this. Again, you all know who you are, and I, I choose in- intentionally not to expose a lot of them, uh, obviously, because they don't give me permission, but I don't even like to hint around. But one of them has been just particularly good. I'm going to have to, uh, what, and you know who you are. Um, I, I need to, we need to talk. <laughs> Wink and a nod. It's Boner. Boner. <laughs> Dude. Is that Pichon Bader? Yeah. Yeah. He used to go through that quite often, if you recall. Yeah. So John you did. Yeah. So John Solomon. John Solomon at uh the Hill, who was at Circa, and I believe at one point was at the Washington Post. I have said to you from the beginning, this is important. It's not I'm not repeating it for the sake of repetition. I'm repeating it so you understand with the stories I bring out about Solomon, that John Solomon, I believe, at the Hill has been read in on the entire Spygate, Russiagate, collusion hoax scandal from the beginning. I believe Solomon's sources are spot on. Solomon knows things and Solomon is just dripping out the story slowly but surely um, not to kind of flood the zone with everything all at once. But I'm convinced Solomon knows the whole thing. Solomon came out with another story yesterday that I'll have in the show notes today about the FBI and the Clinton team's efforts to flood the zone with the FBI. How and I want to get to this either today or tomorrow's show. I was going to cover this today, but I was given such an unbelievable piece of information. I want to run with that. But just to be clear, in case I don't get to it today, I'll get to it tomorrow. Don't miss the show. Solomon lays out a beautiful, beautiful piece in the Hill showing how the Clinton team desperately pumped information through multiple different avenues, all garbage, all stuff about collusion. And he lays out, I have seven different ways they tried to get this information to the FBI. Effectively, Joe, flooding the zone with negative information about Donald Trump until the FBI finally bit. It's a terrific piece. Read it regardless, because if I don't get to it today, I'll cover it tomorrow. But more importantly today, folks, what have we been talking about over the last few weeks that's been pretty exclusive to this show? We've been talking about the movie script. No, not my movie script. Oh, there may be one. (laughs) The 
the movie script. The whole Trump colluded with the Russians to interfere with our election and win. That whole movie script had already been written in 2007. I've already read to you significant portions of the piece in the Wall Street Journal from 2007 written by Glenn Simpson, who was working for Fusion GPS, who was involved heavily in the production of the dossier with Christopher Steele against Trump. How this movie script had already been written. He already, the players and the actors, the protagonists and antagonists in this piece were already a part of Glenn Simpson's research back in 2007. I have in big bold caps here. Why? Higher Fusion GPS back in the 2016 election cycle. Why would Hillary Clinton do that? Hire Simpson. Because Simpson already had this movie script. Now, you may say, and you likely are, I know Joe is now, I can see kind of a perplexed look. Yeah. Oh, Dan, you've said this a thousand times. Yeah. Why are you repeating this? You've already told us about the 2007 Wall Street Journal article, which is basically components of the dossier that's right which were rewritten later exchanging out the trump names because all johnny solomon has a piece in circa let me give you the exact date so you're crystal clear on this i have the piece you must read this june 21st 2017 solomon this piece in circa is amazing it's a solo oh excuse me sarah carter Sarah Carter and not, but he quotes Josh Solomon in the piece. But read the piece. It's this is killer. This is an amazing piece. They were like partnered up for a while, writing pieces and stuff together. But Solomon's extensively uh, cited in the piece. It is in the show notes today. Why was Glenn Simpson hired? Because he had the movie script already, and the movie script had all. Now here's the part that matters. The dossier movie script had already been used. So, Joe, 2007, the Wall Street Journal piece is written about all of these Russians and their influence operation in the United States. The title of the piece, Ex-Soviets Woo Washington and the Wall Street Journal, written by Glenn Simpson, who's hired later by Hillary Clinton. He already has this Russian narrative trying to influence the United States. Joe, what's going on in 2007? Who is the president? Uh, two thousand. That is uh, Bush. Bush, that's right. Yep, that's Bush. Bush 43 is the president. Right, right. A presidential election is going to happen the following year in 2008, but 2007's election season, yep. Joe. Joe, who is running on the Democrats' side? for pre- Who gets the nomination? Obama, Ob- yeah. Obama. Okay, who is the Republican nominee? Um, our old friend, uh, John McCain. Now, now, this is, this is it. Wait, this is where it gets good. Hold your horses, ladies and gentlemen. Get ready to rock and roll. As Joe would say, babe. I babe. Joe, who was Barack Obama running against and who was in the lead for a significant portion in the Democrat primary before she lost to Barack Obama? Let's just, just tell me who it is, Joe. That would be Hillary. Clinton, Dan. Oh, yes, that would be Hillary Clinton. Wow. So in 2007, this magical uh, story appears in the Wall Street Journal by Glenn Simpson about Russian influence in the United States, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton is running for president against Barack Obama for the Democrat nomination at the time. She barely loses. Remember the superdelegate saga all the way up to the end. 
And interestingly enough, a Russian collusion story appears in the Wall Street Journal about the Russians influencing people in the United States and the exact same players who appear in that 2007 article appear later against Donald Trump. Whoa. And shockingly enough, Joe, the Clinton team is running for president then too. Seems weird a little bit. Seems weird, Pee Wee, doesn't it? <laughs> little crazy how that happens. How back in 2007, Hillary's running for president. Russians are trying to influence the United States and players are involved in Europe. Wait till you hear who the players are. Oh, boy, you're going to love this. 2007, Russian. Russians are trying to interfere with U.S. politics. Hillary Clinton runs for president again. I think it's Donald Trump show. What's the Hillary. Uh, Russians are trying to influence U.S. politicians. And in Solomon's piece yesterday, Hillary Clinton's team is totally flooding the zone, giving the FBI, look at the Russians, the Russians, the Russians, the Russians. This is good, Joe. This gets better. Oh, yeah. They've tried this before. Yeah. Read Sarah Carter's piece from Circa. It is in my show notes on top. Let me read to you a snippet from the piece to show you, Joe, how who did they try this against before? John McCain. Oh, geez, I didn't like that. Now, Joe. Yeah. Trying this Russian collusion Narrative, you're Russian, you're dealing with the Russians. Narrative with McCain in 2007 mm. would have worked a little bit. I'm going to read to you snippets from the piece from a second, but I want to set this up right. Remember, Solomon's extensively cited in here. Carter and Solomon know each other. I'm telling you, Solomon knows the whole story. Who reported on a lot of this Russian influence operation, this influence, uh, this this uh, back and forth with McCain, the Russians trying to influence people in the United States back in 2008? John Solomon. In other words, the same guy I'm telling you now knows this holster. These are probably the same contacts. That's why this guy is so wise. This is why he knows exactly. He's been doing this for 10 years now. Probably studying this story, never thinking it was going to reemerge. Folks, they hired him for a reason, Simpson at Fusion GPS. He already had the movie script and they needed it. This is the movie script. Clearly, people associated with the Democrat Party or the Clintons clearly tried to use in the past against McCain. Now, as I said, I was going to finish my thought. Why didn't it work against McCain? Why didn't an FBI, full-blown FBI investigation happen in, against John McCain? Joe, again, who was the president at the time? 2007. Uh, that would be Bush. Bush. Yeah. It's not Obama. No. For as much as I object to a lot of the uh, policies in the Bush administration, right. the George W. Bush Republican White House is not going to let the intelligence community, it's not going to let the FBI be weaponized to be used against a potentially innocent American. So this goes nowhere. What happens? McCain associates with some of the same Russians that appear later on in the Russian collusion narrative, yet McCain, Joe, is warned by counterintelligence people and cuts ties, at least to some of them. Why wasn't Trump warned? Because Obama was in the White House, and if they warned Trump, they wouldn't have, got, they wouldn't have reached their final end goal. 
The carrot at the end of the stick was getting these meetings with Trump and these Russians so they could later investigate him and, and use the intelligence community and the FBI to paint him as a traitor. The Bush administration had no such goals. Their goal was what the goal of any sound counterintelligence investigation is, which is prevention of this stuff in the United States, foreign infiltration into our politics. From the piece. He says, exactly one decade earlier, uh, Sarah Carter piece in Circa, it was McCain's own presidential campaign that was being roiled with concerns of possible Russian influence in his own inner circle. Oh, my gosh. This, uh, how are we all missing this? The movie script was written in 2007. Wall Street Journal. Circa piece. In fact, McCain's drama involved the same foreign lobbyist, Paul Manafort. Oh, man. Big player in the dossier. One of the same Russian oligarchs, remember the names, Oleg Deripaska. No. <laughs> and the same Russian diplomat, Sergei Kislyak. And the same on, wily Russian leader, Vladimir Putin, that now dominates the current Trump controversy. Folks, this is so, this is the biggest scandal in American history unfolding before your very eyes. A movie script written over and over by the Democrats to paint Republicans as stooges of the Russians. And the same, they didn't even bother to change the players. It's the same people. Some incredible pieces here. Here from again from the circa piece. This is last year. Quote McCain actually met twice with Oleg Deripaska, a Russian businessman and Putin ally whose visa was blocked by the United States amidst uh, intelligence community concerns about his ties to Moscow. The meetings were arranged by Manafort and his lobbying firm partner Rick Davis who would later become McCain's campaign manager. Deripaska, the president of Rusal, a metals company, is considered to be one of the richest men in the world. He's worth about $5 billion, according to Forbes. This is according to a we, uh, this guy, John Weaver, who was an insider with McCain. My sense is that Davis and Manafort, who were already doing pro-Putin work against American national interests, interest, were using potential meetings with McCain, who didn't know this, and neither did we till after the fact, as bait to secure more rubles from the Russian oligarchs. Folks, it's clear as day what's happening here. Manafort is likely not a good guy, Joe. Now, I don't believe Manafort would have been subjected to a criminal investigation had he not dealt with Donald Trump, mm -hmm. and I believe that's a separate side issue. Mm -hmm. But it appears from all available reporting here that Manafort was involved in foreign influence operations, not illegal. It's not illegal to lobby on behalf of foreign governments. I just want to be clear about this, and I'm not accusing the man of criminality on that front. Well, he has pled guilty to some of these crimes, but I'm simply suggesting to you that it appears Manafort was using his international connections to pro-Russians and Russian-connected people like Deripaska to gain some access into the U.S. Republican Party. I don't believe this was for spying reasons, ladies and gentlemen. I believe it was simply money. It was money. All right. The point is Manafort is a key player in the dossier that appears later on. Manafort had already been looked at by Simpson in 2007. Now, the big question, 
I know the common story about who pushed Manafort into the Trump space, a business associate of his. I've heard that story. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's the whole story, folks. Who pushed Manafort? Who really pushed Manafort into the Trump orbit? Knowing Manafort was already the subject of a 2007 dossier and Wall Street Journal report by Glenn Simpson and was already being looked at for his connections to Russians, knowing that the Russians were trying to influence the Republican Party narrative had already been used in 2007. They needed Manafort inside the Trump circle to complete this circle of stupid. In other words, to make sure that the narrative that Manafort, that they used in 2007, that Manafort and Rick Davis were using their connections to pro-Russian Ukrainians and others to gain influence in U.S. politics, notably with a potential president at the time and John McCain, who was a candidate. They needed Manafort pushed into the Trump orbit as well. I know the story of the of the uh, business uh, of the business friend of Trump's who did who recommended Manafort. I'm not sure that's the whole story. Do you see where I'm going with this, Joe? Yeah. It seems pretty clear at this point. Somebody pushed Manafort into the Trump orbit, knowing about these shady connections in the past because they needed that story about Manafort to insert into the dossier to make it appear Trump was colluding with the Russians to, through Manafort, who was a key player in the dossier. It also explains, Joe, why John McCain why McCain's team was so intimately involved through David Kramer acting as middlemen between the dossier uh, advocates, Steele and Fusion and others, and moving information to the FBI. We now know this. This is all over the reporting. That McCain Associates, it's in my book. It's extensively reported on my book, Spygate. It's extensively reported on that McCain's people acted as intermediaries. McCain hated Trump. McCain couldn't stand Trump. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not trying to speak ill of the dead here, but facts are facts. And this is a devastating scandal where the truth has to come out. It is now clear as day that McCain is a key figure in this. How would McCain know that this Russian, this, this, uh, the allegations in the dossier were going to be so effective in potentially derailing a Trump campaign, he couldn't stand. Because it had been used on him in 2007. The only difference is he was warned. He was warned by counterintelligence officials and smartly enough backed off from these Russian connections. Trump was not warned. Folks, this is devastating new information. You have, you absolutely have to read this circa piece. I want to summarize this again because it's really important and give you this the 30,000 foot view now that you have the deets. Let me just get this, uh, get, get a reason before we, before we do that because this is important. I want you to digest that. Whew, this is crazy. I already told you about the movie script. What I didn't realize is the movie script had already been used before on McCain. It had already been used successfully. So it was, a, although not to the degree on Trump. Yeah, it was like a practice run for the perpetrators too. You're darn right. It was all the same key players involved. I- incredible. All right. Uh, today's show also brought to you by our buddies at iTarget. Ladies and gentlemen, there are two things that matter when it comes to owning a firearm. 
Proficiency and safety. Safety, safety. Well, one of the best ways to increase your proficiency with the firearm you have now is with the iTarget Pro system. What is it? Ladies and gentlemen, competitive shooters, right? People who do this for a living. They compete in firearms competitions. These people, you know what they do? What they, they dry fire 10 times more than they live fire. We did this in the Secret Service Academy, the NYPD Academy. Dry firing is safely unloading your weapon, checking it twice, checking it three times, make sure it's safely unloaded. Uh, point it downrange in a safe direction. Always, of course, muzzle discipline matters. And you pull the trigger on a safely unloaded weapon. Well, why would you do that? It's unloaded. Well, you do it because without the recoil of the of the round going off, you don't have to worry about the recoil. You can practice your grip. You can practice your trigger control. You can practice your sight alignment, your sight picture. You can practice all of the components of good quality proficiency with your firearm. The problem is the firearm's dry. You have no idea where the rounds would have gone. iTarget solved that problem. They will send you a target, and in conjunction with a very easy-to-use phone app, the iTarget Pro system will send you a laser round that fits in the firearm you have now. You have, it, will, it, is, it is suited for your... You don't have to make any changes to it at all. I have a bunch of 9mm handguns. You get a 9mm round. You depress the trigger on that, uh, on that inert round, and it will emit a laser onto that target, and you will see exactly where those rounds would have gone. You can practice all day. You don't have to spend any money on rounds. You don't have to spend money on range time. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the best system out there. If you're in law enforcement, if you're in the military, if you own a, if you own a, a pistol, a rifle, and you need to increase your proficiency, first-time firearm owners, self-defense advocates, this is for you. Go to itargetpro.com, pick up the system today. That's the letter I, itargetpro.com, itargetpro.com. Use promo code DAN, and you'll get 10% off. Again, that's itargetpro.com. All right, folks. I'm just, I was astounded by this information because the sourcing, it's just been, I've been so blessed to have people um, and then to have people I can confirm stuff with as well. I mean, it's not just good enough to get random stuff via your, you know, Twitter and you have to, you have to check stuff out. Unlike, unlike the mainstream media journalists that run with uh, selectively edited videos about kids from Covington. But this is a devastating story that we have been running with for a long time now. That we now have more evidence is true. This is a regurgitated narrative from a 2007 piece. I want to read the title to you again because some of you, who knows? This could be the first time. Uh, Here's the the Glenn Simpson piece from 2007. How lobbyists help ex-Soviets woo Washington. In other words, how ex-Soviet people from the Soviet Union and Russia were, were... influencing Washington through expensive um, you know, lobbying contracts and otherwise. The piece is written by Glenn Simpson. Now it makes sense why the Hillary team seeks out Glenn Simpson when they run again for president against Donald Trump. They had already been aware of Glenn Simpson's work on Russian influence operations in the United States from the Wall Street Journal in 2007. How do we know they're aware? Because these stories about John McCain and his ties to Russians had already been used in 2007. But the Bush administration wouldn't play ball. They wouldn't start a big FBI investigation, an intelligence community spying operation, unmasking, working into the Pfizer's database to, to spy on their team. They wouldn't do any of that stuff. So they warned McCain. Like any appropriate counterintelligence investigation would do. Hey, these Russians are are bad news. And it stopped. But they go right 
back to the well, Joe, again when Hillary runs again. I, I can only imagine how this went down, Joe. A couple of Clinton operatives are sitting around the table. Maybe Hillary's there. Maybe a higher up in the Hillary team. Mm -hmm. They sense Trump is trouble. They say, hey, uh, you know, we got to get Manafort inside the Trump team. Remember Manafort in 2007? We had him with those lobbying contracts with those pro-Russian Ukrainians. And then McCain worked with his business partner. Remember Manafort and Rick Davis. Rick Davis is is Manafort's business partner, folks. Please understand. Davis is McCain's campaign manager. Davis, according to the circle report, sets up a meeting between McCain and Deripaska, this Russian connected to Putin. The Democrats try to run with this. It gets shut down because McCain disconnects. Not from Davis, but from the Russians. Someone sitting around the Hillary room go, hey, Joe, we got Obama's team in office now. You know, they hate Trump and they love to weaponize government. They'll do whatever we want. I've got an idea. Let's regurgitate. Let's let's re, let, let, let's chew on the cut again. This one. Let's regurgitate the same story from 2008. All we need to do is to get Manafort in that orbit. Matter of fact, once we get Manafort into the Trump orbit, we have people at the DNC, Alexandra Chalupa, who's read in deep on the Ukrainian stuff, who's willing to leave, who leaves the DNC to work exclusively on the Ukrainian Manafort connection. Why does the Ukrainian Manafort connection matter? Because Manafort is lobbying on behalf of Ukrainians who are pro-Russia and are not friendly to the United States. I'm not suggesting Manafort's a good guy. I'm not suggesting he broke the law either. I'm simply suggesting to you that Manafort was a key figure in the movie script. You can't have Dracula, the sequel, without Dracula. You need Dracula. No Dracula, no story. So they had to get Dracula back in the movie. Blah, blah, blah. It reminds me of 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 uh, of the, the show Kasugi ninja movies. Remember them? Ninja Three: The Domination. The ninja. Only a ninja could kill a ninja. They had to make up the story. Why can't this guy go away? Show Kasugi because only a ninja could kill it. They had to reinvent the story. But they needed Manafort. They needed Show Kasugi or Dracula back. Who pushed Manafort into the Trump orbit? I've told you from the start this was a setup. Every meeting with the Trump team is a setup to advance one thing, a narrative that they are colluding with the Russians that is fake. Now remember, Deripaska is one of Putin's right-hand guys. He's a billionaire. They've had some falling outs over time, and that's all documented in my book too. But Deripaska is worth about $5 billion and is a key Putin ally. That is not in dispute, Joe. How does Deripaska keep appearing in this story? The answer is because the Russians engage in mutually assured destruction. Again, as I've laid out repeatedly, the Russians want to be sure that when United States Intel assets want to use, want to, want, want to use information from the Russians to sow discord in their own country, like they did with the narrative against Trump, the Russians will happily oblige. Deripaska has been a key player in this whole thing. You see what I'm saying, Joe? The Russians want to sow discord in the House of the United States. Mm -hmm. If they can get mom and dad to fight against each other, Trump and Hillary, Mm -hmm. the Russians don't play ball in the United States politics like that. They want both sides to destroy each other. Right. Because the Russians can't take us in a fight. They just can't. But we can take ourselves. 
How is it that the Russians keep appearing in these stories with Putin, with Manafort, and keep paying people to insert themselves into U.S. politics as the U.S. knows U.S. politics because they hate each other? The Democrats will use it against the Republicans. The the Republicans, uh, the Russians just keep feeding it. They just keep feeding it by showing up, knowing the Democrats won't tell the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, Deripaska had a business arrangement with Christopher Steele. So you're telling me the same guy that magically shows up in the 2007 election connected to Putin when they need another, the Russians are coming, the Russians are coming narrative. Deripaska, the same guy, then goes on to have a business relationship with Manafort. Manafort, who then reappears later and is pushed into the Trump orbit. And then Deripaska comes back after that and develops a business relationship with this guy, Adam Waldman, a, a lawyer who is in direct contact with a Democrat senator who's a friend of Hillary, Mark Warner, while they're investigating this whole thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? The Russians keep inserting themselves in our politics, knowing the Democrats will use it to disingenuously paint the Republicans as stooges of the Russian party when it's the Democrats working with the Russians. This guy, Adam Waldman, this lawyer, is working with or on behalf of Oleg Deripaska, the same Putin-allied Russian who keeps appearing in these stories, and he's in communication with a prominent Democrat senator who's investigating this whole thing. So a prominent Democrat senator, Mark Warner from Virginia, who has texts with Adam Waldman are out there for everyone to see, is worried about Russian interference as he's dealing with a lawyer working on behalf of a Russian who's involved in the interference investigation. Does this make any sense? Where's the media? Where are you in this? Are you anywhere to be found? Deripaska's connections to this whole thing are clear. Solomon's reporting this as far back as 2018, I was 2008, this Russian stuff. Folks, all these people are connected to Hillary. What's worse, by the way, in this uh, election cycle rather than 2007? Joe, what happens after 2008 when Barack Obama is elected president? Who becomes Secretary of State? Uh, with the reset button, Hillary Hillary Clinton, yes, with the Russian reset button. She now has a massive trail of Uranium One deals, banks paying the Clinton Foundation, banks from Russia, hundreds of thousands of dollars for speaking fees. She can't lose this election under any circumstances because now it's even worse than it was in 2007. So what do they do? They start to push this Russian narrative again, but all of these people are knee-deep in this. Her buddy, Jonathan Weiner, at the State Department, who had done some work for APCO, a lobbying firm. Jonathan Weiner gets copies of the dossier from Clinton's buddy, Cody Shear and Sid Blumenthal, her political hitmen. Jonathan Weiner gets it at the State Department and passes on to the FBI. Weiner had done work for APCO, Joe. Who was APCO also doing some pro bono work for? The Clinton Foundation. They were also doing some lobbying work on behalf of some of the Russian companies involved in the Uranium One deal. 
These people all knew each other. They recycled the movie script used against John McCain in 2007, back again in 2016 in the election cycle and 2015. Because it worked. But it didn't work. They, I don't, you know what it is, Joe? I don't even think they thought it would work this well. I don't think the FBI thought, they thought the FBI, and this, I'm not talking about the, again, the, the men and women there, the rank and file guys mm-hmm. and wit ladies, because they weren't involved in this. They were not. Mm-hmm. This was clearly a small group at the top. I don't even think the Obama administration realized the FBI would be such suckers. And when I say suckers at the top, do not think for a second I'm absolving them of blame here. Please. I got emails. What do you mean suckers? Now you're saying they were suckers? I No. They were absolutely malicious. They had a duty to verify this information through the Woods procedure before they brought it into a FISA court, and they didn't do it. That is all the malice I need. It's malfeasance and misfeasance. I'm just saying to you, I really believe they played into this FBI anti-Trump animus. Andy McCabe clearly hates Trump. Stroke hates Trump. Page hates Trump. They clearly... I don't think they believed it would be as successful as it really was that the FBI would actually go so far to open up an investigation. And they did. They got them to do it. Convenient now how James Baker, the top lawyer at the FBI, he's now James in Solomon's timeline from the Hill piece, which if I don't, again, if I don't get to in, 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 in entirety today, I will get to on tomorrow's show. Do not miss tomorrow's show. How Baker openly wonders during his testimony, which is now leaked. This is one of the lead lawyers of the FBI. He's openly wondering, or gee, how is it that Perkins Coie, the law firm hired by Clinton to pay the dossier makers, how is it that one of the lawyers there, Sussman, came to me? He's like, oh, gee, I don't really know. He came to the top lawyer at the FBI because they had this fake information. They wanted to bypass the rank and file guys and, and mainline it right to the top. It's clear what happened here. They couldn't have any of this vetted at the bottom because it wasn't true. FBI got suckered because they wanted to get suckered. Because they hated this guy. And they didn't get suckered during the 2007 McCain campaign because Bush was in the White House. And there was at least some semblance of ethical behavior by an FBI that was legitimately concerned, by the way, at the time, about McCain's meeting with Deripaska that was arranged by Manafort and Davis. According to the piece by Davis, I should say, Rick Davis, who's McCain's campaign manager. This is the craziest story I've ever heard. Unbelievable how people are not picking up on this. It really is, folks. How not, not one entrepreneurial media type has figured out yet that this is a movie script, the collusion hoax. It's a recycled one. The evidence is out there for everyone to see. Just go look. This is not hidden information. Let me read this to you. Baker's initial meeting with Sussman. This is Jim Baker, the general counsel for the FBI. Sussman's one of the lead lawyers at Perkins Coie, hired by the Clinton team to pay Fusion GPS for the dossier. Took place on September 19, 2016. This is from the Epic Times piece. The timing is notable as Steele had just produced a series of three new memos on September 14, 2016. One of them referencing the Alpha Bank. Alpha Bank, another debunked story. What is the FBI 
being subjected to here, Joe. An influence operation by a politician's team, Hillary Clinton's machine, that is hammering and battering the FBI on a daily, if not weekly and monthly basis with information about the Trump team that is just not true in the hopes and prayers that they will open up a case so that it can be leaked to the media that Trump is being investigated by the FBI for contacts with the Russians because they've done this before. They had this movie script. So frustrating. So frustrating. All right, I want to get to some of Solomon's, but I want to hit some of it today. If I don't finish it, I'll get to it tomorrow. But please, your takeaway. This is nothing more than an Aesop's fable. It is a movie script written in 2007, used against John McCain when Hillary Clinton was running for president. Recycled against Donald Trump later with devastating effectiveness. Sick. All right, let me ask you something. What are you doing when you put money in a 401k or an IRA? Or you store jumper cables in your vehicle? Or you purchase health insurance? The answer, you're preparing, and that's a smart thing to do. You're preparing to ensure you have enough money for retirement. Are you preparing for a car battery dying? Or to have assistance paying for a major unexpected bill? Preparedness just makes sense. The same goes for building a food insurance plan. Folks, we ensure everything in our lives that matters. Do you have a food storage plan? You should. You're preparing uh, <clears throat> when you go to the what, for emergency strike, disaster strike, or shelves go empty at your grocery store. I know in a hurricane zone, a zone it's important to have emergency food. That's why I stock up on My Patriot Supply. This week, My Patriot Supply is offering a food kit that averages 2,000 calories a day for four weeks. Go to my special site, preparewithdan.com, and you'll save $100 on it today. It's a great offer, folks. I have about eight to 10 boxes of this. This four-week food kit includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners that last up to 25 years in storage. Preparing with My Patriot Supply is a smart thing to do. Do it now at preparewithdan.com. That's preparewithdan.com. Preparewithdan.com. You got to have a food storage plan. It just makes sense. Okay. Folks, I can't ask you enough to please read that circuit piece. You're just gonna and, and and then read it in conjunction with the Wall Street Journal piece that's in yesterday's show notes. Put them side by side. Read the 2016 circuit piece and the 2007 Glenn Simpson piece, and you will see clear as day. This was a movie script, written and recycled. I'm sorry to give you. This is the biggest takeaway we've had in this case in a long time. Folks, I'm thinking about doing a follow up. By the way, to my book, I would love to hear your input on it. The Spygate one is essential reading. The police file component of it and the background in it is tremendous. That's our first book, uh, Denise McAllister and Matt Palumbo and me. I'm thinking about a sequel. I'd love to hear your feedback because there's been some breaking news that has really opened this thing uh, wide open. Uh, Let me know what you think on that. All right. So uh, Solomon's piece, and I'll, I'll get to some of this today and maybe some more of it tomorrow if I can wrap it up. Great. But it's in the hill. Uh, And it's really good. Solomon, again, knows this whole story. I'm sure of it. And he's starting to leak it out. So this is what I'll call the flood the zone piece. The first portion of the show was the movie script piece. We know it was used against McCain. That's the new piece of information. This is the flood the zone piece. It's clear what happened now. The FBI was subjected to a massive influence operation by a political team, the Clinton machine, 
that used its connections within government, the State Department, the Justice Department, the FBI and elsewhere, leveraged it with anti-Trump animus to bombard them with fake nonsense, fabricated information about Donald Trump with the hopes that the FBI would initiate some kind of investigation against him. Solomon lays out the timeline. I'm going to go through it piece by piece. I have about seven points of, uh, of information here you need to take away from this data points. Jim Baker, number one, sat at the hearing, as I indicated before. Hey, you'd have to ask him why he decided to pick me regarding the September 9th, uh, 19th meeting with Sussman. Sussman's the lawyer for Perkins Coie. They paid for the dossier through Fusion GPS. It's clear as day. Baker, the general counsel for the FBI, is confused why they picked him. Joe, why did they pick him? Because he was the general counsel for the FBI. Is this really hard to understand, folks? You want the FBI to investigate Donald Trump. So where do you go? Do you go to the bottom? No, you use your political connections and you go right to the top, which is exactly what this lawyer did. Sussman works for Perkins Coie. Sussman knows Baker. They work together in the DOJ criminal division. He calls his buddy, sets a September 19th meeting, and Baker seems confused as to why this happened. Listen, I, I don't know Jim Baker, and if someone sends this to him and does know him, I just want to say to Jim Baker, I don't know you personally, but we're, I mean this. Were you this stupid? You were confused why a lawyer working for Hillary Clinton's team that was generating fake information on Donald Trump, you're confused why he wanted to meet with you. Oh, really? I mean, are you, are, are you this dumb? I hope not. Now, this is key, Joe. When asked about what he did with the information, remember, this is September 19th. Right. This is right before the election in 2016. Mm-hmm. It's clear now, Joe, that the Hillary team is desperate. They are flooding the zone with anti-Trump information, desperate to get an investigation started. So what? So what? So they can leak it to the media to damage Trump. It's clear. Baker's asked, what did you do with that information you got from Sussman to Perkins Coie lawyer? He says he believes he gave it to Bill Prystep or Peter Stroke. Now, this is a critical piece of information we have from the Solomon piece. Peter Stroke is the anti-Trump texter to his girlfriend and the lead investigator on both the Hillary Clinton email case and the Donald Trump investigation. Remember, we don't find out about his texts till uh, July 27, 2017, till next year. Mm. So Stroke is still perceived to be by the Bureau as the, as the right guy for the job. He doesn't like Trump. Great. Checkbox. Secondly, he's, a, he's, he's, a, he's a, a supervisor, a heavy in their management division over there in the counter-intel side. But he's not sure if he gave it to Price Step or Stroke. Why does this matter? Well, it matters because Price Step, Bill Price Step is Peter Stroke's boss. And Price Step has emerged from a lot of this, Joe, shockingly unscathed. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm not messing with you. I, I feel bad for Joe. Sometimes I put him on the spot. And I'm not trying. I just, I know he represents a lot of the audience here. All right. Why would it matter if he gave the information to Bill Prystep? Because, well, let me just, let, let me set you up on this point. Prystep then, say he gives it to Bill Prystep, right. who's Peter Stroke's boss in the counter-intel division. Mm-hmm. It's clear now that Prystep would have known right. that this was politically motivated information. Why? Baker's getting the information from Sussman, who's working for a democratically aligned law firm, Perkins Coie. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty clear that Price Step would have known this was a political hit job, not a serious criminal or counterintelligence investigation. Yeah, you think? But Joe, we know about Stroke. 
Let me ask you a question here. Why do you think Bill Prystep has come out of this largely unscathed? In other words, we know about the misdeeds of everyone else who've been fired, had to resign, for, had some of their benefits taken away. We know Andy McCabe, according to a report, is under grand jury investigation. Mm-hmm. Why do you think we haven't heard anything about Price Step if Price Step knew the whole scandal from the start? You think he may be helping out a little bit? Yeah, that's a good possibility. Good possibility, right? Yeah. No, man, I'm serious. Yeah. I, I want the audience to think this through. The, there's, of course, the possibility is that he was just dumb and didn't know. I, I, I listen. I'm not a. I'm not a liberal. I'm not a police stater. Yeah. Price Step could be innocent. Could have just been. Oh, I don't know. Well, I didn't know Sussman was a. That's po- unlikely, but possible. But it's also possible, as Joe acknowledged here, that I believe Price Step, like Baker, is flipping. And thank you for pulling me out of that hole there. That was nice of you. Yes. Yes. I know. I, I, listen, I, I'm thinking as a criminal investigator here. And I, I, don't, I don't mean it in any kind of self laudatory no. way. I just, I assume every, that's why I use you, though, as the audience ombudsman, yeah. because I don't want to confuse the audience. Ladies and gentlemen, it's pretty clear to me that Brill Prystep, who was allowed to resign, or retire, I should say, to retire, that Prystep, like Baker, is working with the authorities on this case who are looking into this, notably probably the IG, the Inspector General. How do I know that? Because almost nothing has happened to Bill Prystep, yet he's a key player in all of this, Joe. He's Peter Stroke's boss. We now know he may have been the one that was notified initially about the information from Sussman. In other words, he was notified it was a political hit, mm-hmm. and they rolled with it anyway. It doesn't make sense that he was a key player in this, and we get a full pass. What's one other tidbit of information which makes me suspicious that Price Depp's cooperating, or was cooperating, or may still be? Joe, there was a press release released not that long ago. We covered on this show. It was about four or five months ago. You probably don't remember the show because it was, it was kind of an innocuous uh, uh, you know, uh, piece. We just did it quickly mm-hmm. but price steps name was at the bottom of a major fbi press release about an invest counterintelligence investigation they were conducting do you really believe they would have this is after all this went down the investigation was open uh the republicans got wind of the spygate scandal do you really believe bill price step the head of this counterintelligence division would be allowed to investigate another counterintel case if the fbi uh, the ig and others in the trump administration thought he was a central figure in a political hit of, 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 of just historic proportions. This says to me that Price Step was likely cooperating, which indicates again to me that things are happening behind the scenes. I'm not expecting anyone to be happy about the pace of it. I'm not expecting anybody to celebrate. I know people are upset at how slow the pace of quote justice is happening. But I'm reasonably confident based on all available explanations. Occam's razor. Take the explanation that requires the least amount of assumptions. It requires us to assume the least to believe that Bill Prystep is in fact cooperating and has given up the whole can of worms. At a minimum, he was notified by Baker about the political origins of this hit. At a minimum. He was notified either by Stroke, because notice, Baker gives two options to who he told. Stroke or Prystep. Right. That, that Sussman, Stro- Prystep, Stroke's boss. It's clear to me he's cooperating. So that was point one of the flood to zone. Point one, the FBI hits, uh, hits Baker, 
uh, Price, uh, Price Step and Stroke through Sussman. Excuse me, not the FBI, the Clinton team. Sussman's working for the Clinton team. He's the law firm they're hiding the money on. They're paying them for legal services while the law firm's paying Fusion GPS. This one, oh, this one's good. Remember what we're talking about. Flood the zone. <laughs> Clinton team, flood the zone. We tried this in 2007. Let's do it again. The same day of the infamous Jim Comey July 5th speech, Joe, you know the speech because I've asked you about it before. The July 5th speech where Jim Comey goes on national television and proceeds to lay out a devastating case against Hillary Clinton for her email scandal. And then at the end, surprises everyone with a slider, throws the knuckleball and says, well, no reasonable prosecutor would prosecute. Everybody was looking and go, what? You just laid out a perfect prosecutorial case. What are you talking about? That's July 5th. 16. What happens on that same day? Remember, the Clinton team is flooding the zone. Hit everybody you can in the FBI with the same information, and it'll look like it's real. Wow, the same day Christopher Steele approaches his FBI handler from a former case they had worked together and meets with him in London. London. Remember the UK's involvement in passing information to the Obama administration, according to a CNN report about the Trump team? It's London just creeps up here and it keeps creeping up. So Christopher Steele, working for Fusion to produce the bad information against Trump, the dossier, the movie script, the recycled movie script, right? Steele has the movie script. The Clinton team needs the movie script in the hands of the FBI. First, they push Sussman. Then they push Steele. Steele meets with an FBI agent he had known before from a prior case in London on the exact same day as the Comey speech. I'm not going to set you up again, Joe. I'm going to answer the question for you, but I'm going to ask you because people can avoid assertions they can never avoid questions. Thank you, Dan. You're welcome, buddy. It's because I love you like that. (laughs) Why would you have Christopher Steele on the exact same day as Jim Comey laying out this devastating case, even though he says they're not going to prosecute Hillary Clinton, which he had no authority to do, by the way. Why would you ask Christopher Steele on that same day to meet with his FBI handler in London to hand over potentially devastating movie script information against Trump? Oh, let's think, let's think, let's think. Oh, maybe because you wanted to change the narrative? Wow, you guys move on quick. Listen, that July 5th speech by Comey was devastating to Hillary, even though Comey blew it. And at the end indicated that there were no reasonable prosecutor would prosecute Hillary Clinton. He laid out a roughly 10 plus minute case about all of the awful things Hillary Clinton had done. Now, Jim Comey's not a good guy. I'm telling you, I think the reason he did this, as we said in the show a year ago, was to clear the deck for Hillary. He's already indicated he knew Hillary Clinton was going to win. She didn't. So what is Comey doing in this July 5th speech show? He's getting all of this out so the media has nowhere to go with it. It's long enough before the election. If he puts it out, it'll be a non-story by the time election day comes around and he clears Hillary of any prosecutorial charges, giving her time to regain her lead in the polls. Or to advance her lead in the polls. She was always ahead. Mm -hmm. Please tell me you're following this. Comey's not a good guy. Mm -mm. He lays out a devastating case against Hillary he had to do. Because he had to say later on, if the if, if after the election, when Hillary wins and all of this stuff comes out, oh my gosh, what did you guys tell us about this? Yeah, oh, look at my July 5th speech. 
but he does it at just the right time and in just the right way, wiping out references to Obama and his email communications with Hillary in just the right way to clear the deck for Hillary from the election so Hillary won't have to deal with it and she won't have to deal with allegations that or the Russians had her emails. They can clear. You get it? You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The Hillary team. And I believe certain people at the Bureau at the management level understand, though, that in order to clear the deck for Hillary, this story has to go away quickly. This press conference cannot be the subject of endless speculation about what Hillary did or didn't do. So conveniently, Joe, on the exact same day, Christopher Steele meets with his handler in London and starts feeding over the movie script, the 2007 movie script recycled for the 2016 election. Flood the zone, baby! Flood the zone. Oh, there's more, folks. There's more. There's five or six more of these I got to go, depending on uh, if I add a few of these flood the zone tactics. But to do to do this correctly, I want to cover the rest of it tomorrow. Please don't miss tomorrow's show. But I want what I said today to sink in. I want it. So I'm gonna. I'm, I'm following. You know the repeat thing. I, I read a lot of your emails, and you know that constantly comes up. Ironically, the repeat thing is repeated a lot, <laughs> right? Isn't yeah. it? Right? It's a. Here's why. Just so I, exp- I can explain. This. The reason I repeat myself a lot in the show is when I went through one of the better instructor courses I went through in the Secret Service Academy. The key to really digesting information is tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, and then tell them what you told them. I know for some people, I get a, it's about 10 to 1 people prefer it that way, that I that I uh, accentuate the information and repeat it. I do. But some people don't like it. But I think the real way to digest this is to tell you what I'm going to tell you, tell you, and then tell you what I told you. And quickly, what I told you today. The narrative is a movie script from 2007. Okay, Dan, we already knew that. You did, but you didn't know it had been hit against John McCain. Read the circuit piece and you can see all the lovely little details of the exact same players in the movie script used against McCain. Now it explains why McCain was such a player in the anti-Trump Russian dossier story. He knew how successful it was. It had been tried against him and he hated Trump. That's right. Secondly, we talked about the flood the zone tactics. The Bureau got overwhelmed and they got suckered because they hated Trump, some of these people at the top, into opening an investigation because the Clinton team used multiple channels. They hit the FBI from six or seven, eight different directions to make sure it looked like multiple people were talking about how bad Trump was colluding with the Russians, although it was all coming from one source, the Clinton team. I'll cover the rest of it tomorrow. Please digest this show. Share it everywhere you can to all uh, I read it folks out there please put it up on reddit i need people to understand the takeaway this is a movie script it was already written all right folks thanks again for listening please subscribe to the show on itunes it's free it helps us move up the charts and other people find our content it means a lot to me and i appreciate it uh please also follow us if you're not on itunes you can follow us for free on iHeartRadio. you can listen up on gino.com you can uh, listen to us on spotify as well. I really appreciate it, folks. It's an important show today. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud and follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.